The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Hi Charles, how are you going? You sound a little downbeat for uh, this exciting episode of our topical podcast. There's nothing in the news, Dom. I mean, there's lots of things in the news. There's heaps. It's all, yes, but it's, they're horrible. No, no, everything. Okay, let me just go through a few topics and we'll find something to talk about um, and and just craft into a fantastic, uh, uplifting 20 20 plus minute episode. Yep. Well, take, for example, um, The Voice. So on the weekend, um, Anthony Albanese went to the Garma Festival (laughs) and and he had a shock Uh, revelation. uh, Do you know what it was? No, it's big news. What? He's not cancelling it. That's what it was reported (laughs) as. What it was reported as is he's, he's, Still going ahead, even though it seems increasingly doomed. That's that's the news. Actually, that's not right. Yeah, let's um, not. Let's definitely not okay. talk about that. Luke. Some big legal news. <laughs> I love it. Um, the announcement is there were no, there was no major announcement today. <laughs> yes, he hasn't completely pull, uh, pulled up something yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, the the Bruce Lehman. Uh, no, every no. single person suing everybody else. <laughs> It's extraordinary. I know we don't like want the to be, Venn diagram of that. We don't want to be drawn into that loop. We'll get by sued. Talking we'll about it, we'll definitely get sued. Yes. Look what happened to Lisa Wilkinson. Yeah, we don't I, want to get sued. Ah, uh, all right, okay, let's not do that. We're definitely not doing that. Then. Trial. Uh, the war in Ukraine. That's nearing a resolution. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's nearing a. It's near, it's nearing I don't know a what, quagmire. It's, yeah, yeah it the, the quagmire. The quagmire. The quagmire has moved into a different stalemate. <laughs> Um, we're not what else doing is, there. What else is making news? Let me. On well, the Women's World Cup is, but we're recording this before the Matildas crucial yeah. game, so we can't really talk about that. No, but it was fun seeing the US eliminated on penalties. I must say that was um, yeah very enjoyable. that that sort of Swedish goal, which wasn't really in. It it just crossed over the line. It was fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it was really? legit. Was that legit? It was. They use Hawkeye for that. If you believe in Hawkeye, you believe in that goal. The US don't know about Hawkeye because they don't have cricket. But that, it looked like it touched the line. Hold the ball over the hole of the line. That's all it has to be. And that's what it was. And I'm not I'm not hearing anything about that because the US are out. And I <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, is the climate crisis finally no, catching up with Antarctica? Not, no. Barbie set a, a box office box record. Have you is, seen it? Is a billionaire? Uh, is she a barbillionaire yet? Yes, she is. She's top, topped a billion dollars in global ticket sales. The biggest ever movie by a female director. Have you seen it? No. I haven't seen it either. We can't no. talk about it. <laughs> we should though. Yeah. Because what, really, what that project really needs is more men weighing mm. in on it. You know, Actually, no, we should never discuss it because it's not for us. Isn't that good that it's not for us? No, but, really? uh, but also I think it is for us in that it's very funny. Apparently, it's apparently very good. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should. Well, we that. can't talk about. Can't it. talk about. It. I haven't yeah. seen it. No. Uh, so okay. So I've got a suggestion for the podcast. Which news story you, that's uh, burning? Do you want to talk about? Well, you'll find out after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Susan Lee's been just no. been evicted from question time <laughs> after accusing Richard Miles of mansplaining. Oh, there was a good one, which is PwC released a report uh, about consultancy practices in oh. Canberra. Well, I assume and it was a mayor culpa. No, no, it was uh, saying that KPMG 
had uh, done a terrible job, uh, I think on defence or something like that. And oh, the, this is good. They're going <laughs> after each other. Yeah. Actually, I, I think we should do a GoFundMe mm. to just, I mean, I suppose we could just pay for a public purse. Maybe they owe us after mm. all the work that they overcharge for. I want them yeah. all to go after each other until they're all just in a smoking room and it never work again. One of our interns came up with a good idea, which was, you know, let's get trending on Twitter, not all consultants. Right? Oh, that's good. Thing. But I, I suggested uh, he. He too, you know, like, like get at the he too movement. Like everyone did it. Okay. Yeah, I suspect that's yet another way of being cancelled. How have you not been cancelled permanently? I, I honestly mm. don't know. Yeah, well, I'm so cautious about that, and you're so not. Mm. And yet, yeah. there seems to be no impact, it's, no it's, consequences. I, I, there's a whole thing. Uh, there was like during the Me Too movement, uh, two very feminist friends of mine explained to me very carefully that actually. There was a slight, in fact, we did it in one of our live stage shows, that there is a sort of sliding scale based on how good looking somebody is with how much they can get away with. And I I think what happened is because I'm so devastatingly good looking, women are, you know, just predisposed to forgive my flaws. No, no, I think it works the other way around. Oh, it's the inverse. I I think because I think traditionally Christian Porter was um, considered handsome. Uh, Am I allowed to say that? Is that defamatory that he was considered handsome? Handsome, I don't know. That's very defamatory. Very defamatory. (laughs) Not all Porters. Um, I don't even know what the imputation would be from what I just said, but we'll go with it. Yeah. Christian Porter is always not good looking. Make your own decision. Yes. And that doesn't have, has nothing to do with his reputation. Let's talk about my 30-year reunion, which uh, high school reunion, which I had on Friday it's night. It's going to be one of those episodes. Yep. Buckle up, <laughs> listeners. Six, six 6.1 million people have listened to this thing now. Uh, we don't have stats on how many of them stayed all the way through, though. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. Look, the thing is... Uh, it, I don't know whether you went to any of your previous reunions, Dom. Yeah, but I always go. There was a surprising number of people there. It was about a third of the year went there. And a good portion of them I had no recollection of ever knowing or being in relationship with. Like Ooh. I had a half-hour conversation with one guy and I have complete no blank. complete blank that he ever existed. Like, like he could have just been a spy, which is interesting because actually he'd been in the Defence Force for the last 30 years. Oh, that's why. So, so maybe he was a very good spy. He probably know. wasn't actually in your year. He's probably just there for cover. Yes. And he was. he's one of those, you know, movie characters where they sort of inveigle themselves into... Mm. And no one calls him on it. Yes. Yeah. He, He's probably actually Russian or something. Probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's not, it's not massively surprising. It's a long time mm. to remember details about uh, somebody. I've, I've just, I got a text actually. Mm. Um, speaking of which, I got a text from somebody in my year mm. of school yeah. on the weekend mm. um, <laughs> saying that he'd heard an ad for our podcast in a serious National security <laughs> podcast called The View from Washington. Uh, yeah, the episode's called The View from Washington. It's, yeah, the national security podcast. It's called. What yes. the fuck were we doing that? But thank you for the heads up. Norman. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, so there you go. So you know, people are coming across us in unexpected places. But it's a long time. Mm. How many years? Thirty years is a long time to remember the details about somebody who you never really knew and could barely put a name to the face. No, but what fascinated me was the variety of people that you know, variety of things that people had become. Oh, yeah. Uh, so ophthalmology, for example. Really? This guy literally spends his whole day injecting syringes into people's eyes. But that's his job. That's fantastic. That's far more useful than what we do. <laughs> but imagine, it's like, oh, you see a clockwork orange and then you go, yeah, I want to be that guy. 
<laughs> Did you mention that? Did you? Or is he yeah. like, oh, well, God, don't mention a clockwork, clockwork orange. Clockwork orange would be a bit heck for an oph- mm. ophthalmologist. Yeah. Uh, another guy, a lot of lot of people, but one guy who I was quite good friends with now lives in Hawaii. Oh, that's not bad. If managing his investments. Oh. There's a lot of people who just manage their investments nowadays. Like they sort of worked hard for five seconds. D- did 20 you feel years ago. like a complete failure, or did you just feel like you'd made a bunch of choices that well, came off mm. just one of them wasn't getting very rich? Well, it was one of those things where people would say, So, what do you do, Charles? And it'd be like, Yeah, I don't know. Like, and then it was like, But what do you do to make money? It's like, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I found it very hard. Like I had to sort of eventually work out a way to abbreviate what I did. Yeah, and the fact that given that your business is trying to sell yeah. tickets to what you're doing, <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate that they're not aware of the answer to that question. I don't think they're the target demographic, Dom. The war on 2023.com. Uh, general sale tickets poor, available today. Help the poor bastard out. So he has something that he can say that he does when he goes to his next reunion. But no, it's true. I mean, it's it's kind of a cliche in Hollywood, isn't it? That mm. I mean, you remember that that movie Romy and Michelle's high school reunion where mm. they these two women who feel they haven't done anything with their lives go to the reunion and make up a whole elaborate story about themselves. Mm. It's true. You do go to those things and think, God, what have I actually achieved yes. during that that period? And and the, it's very hard. And the worst part is, so you sort of go, okay, well now like. That's 10 years. Like, I literally said to my wife the next day, well, because she said, yeah, are you going to catch up with anybody? And it's like, God, no. Like, I've done my 10 years. Mm. I can do another 10 years in 10 years' time. And and now I've, I've had several SMSs this morning. Oh, can we have lunch next week and stuff like that? Oh, I'm sorry. Go, no, yeah, you don't want that. I mean, scheduled uh, in for 2033, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, like the, the whole point about these things is no commitment. I don't want to, like, with... You know what the awful thing is? I'm full up with friends. I, I, I want less friends. I don't want more friends. I think this episode's going to help you with your <laughs> any school friends you retain. Um, but you know that the difficult thing is, well, what's everyone from the Chaser doing now? I mean, and, and then this, then they say, of course, we know what Craig's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A smaller number know what Chaz is doing. Yeah, he's got a new TV. Well, everyone, literally everyone went. Where's Dom? Like, where, where, yeah, why, why isn't Dom here? Are you serious? Yeah, and it was like he wasn't in our year. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that that I every you um, you've gained an honorary status amongst my that's year. That's very odd. Yeah. Um, given that uh, I was yes never. I'm a year you, younger than you. You were younger than us. But yeah. that's so weird that they thought I would be in your year. So mm. they they knew who I was and they cared where I yeah, my, like whereabouts far was. more than me obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, um, not. Enough to accurately remember anything about me, such as the fact that, like, presumably they had memories of not talking to me at all during school. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I wasn't in your year. <laughs> so they're probably like, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to look down on Dom, but he's not here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, but it, it is challenging. So you've you've taken a look at your life and, mm. and why aren't you in Hawaii managing your investments? Oh, that's right, because the chaser was your investment. <laughs> you put in sweat equity. How's that working out? That's what we used to say when we started this thing. Sweat it, equity we talked it, about. It's so funny. I saw my therapist this morning and at the end of it, she said to me, you know, sometime fairly soon I feel you're going to really reassess your priorities in life. It's <laughs> 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 like you gotta, you, you got to know you're on the wrong direction when someone who's paid to just externally sort of support, your, support whatever you do turns around you and says, you know, 
you're probably just gonna, you know, like at some point realize. Do you think that she's <laughs> taking notes, like just preparing for the crash? Because I mean, to me, because just if you're not across this, Charles and I have known each other since our teens. You know, mm. Since yeah. I don't know, I would have been, you would have been thirteen. I would have been twelve when we first met, probably. Yeah. And you've always had this kind of massively optimistic, happy-go-lucky thing of just wanting to start all these things and everything going okay. Yes. And at some point, I mean, which I really admire, and we've all benefited from, the chaser was mm. your your yeah. idea to begin with, let's, mm. let's be really clear. Let the record show yeah. was Charles's idea to begin with. But at what point does the penny drop? <laughs> at what point do you go, well, look, it's been a good run. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe. Maybe you want to sit on a beach in Hawaii and, and count your investments. Or, or maybe I want to inject people's eyeballs for a living. Or, I mean, they were fascinating. Absolutely. A lot of people had retired. What? Like uh, one guy had been Seriously? working for 30. Well, he was doing long service leave, but it was like, so are you, what are you going to do after your long service leave? And it's like, I don't know, not really anything. Like, Oh, God. You know, like I'll, you know, I'll find a hobby. A lot of rich people. I know a lot of rich people. Uh, no, it, it's it I is know. depressing, isn't it? But don't worry, because the good news is mm. uh, it's all solved. Oh, the, oh, sorry. I'll just tell you one other fascinating detail, which is like literally ten percent of our year lived in Singapore. Like li- oh. live in Singapore, and people were coming to this growing realization. Like a lot of them had moved there straight after school, mm. and. Under the growing realisation that it's a horrific state with incredibly authoritarian politics and that, you know, the sort of happy-go-lucky party town comes at an enormous political cost. Like, Was, it, was that news to people? Well, and You it, and I studied political science at uni. Though, that was hmm. that was pretty clear back then. We actually well, specifically studied that. I think these were people in, who were sort of in marketing and finance. Oh, so and of, so they didn't see the downside. Well, are, they, are they aware that Singapore has basically labour camps for foreign workers and hmm. that during COVID they basically locked everyone up? Well, this is like one guy who... I said, oh, so did you have a maid? You lived there for like seven years or something. Did you have a maid? Did, did you own a maid? And he went, I don't know. Well, you know, like whatever. Like, the yeah, I mean, helper. but everyone does. Helper. Right? And, and, and help, it was Charles. like, where did they live? Because I've heard that, you know, if you have a helper, uh, that they li- basically live in your cupboard, right? And he said, oh, no, no, no. They live, like by law, every apartment in Singapore has to have a bomb shelter, right? Mm. So he was on like th- level 37 of some apartment block and had a bomb shelter in their house, yes. which is like the most ridiculously stupid idea for a bomb shelter ever because it's like 37 floors up in the air. And and it's actually just code for, you know, here's a cupboard that doesn't have a window or any ventilation because it's a bomb shelter. You can stick the maid in there. Do you know, I, I'm going to get all bit boring and political science here about this. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Apologies. Um, we studied in uni the yeah. way that Singapore maintains control of the political system. Yes. It's through a thing called garrison nationalism. Do you remember this? The but concept is, is you have to have an external threat in uh, the mind. And so well, the thing is you can justify not having, for instance, the right to free speech. There's no way the chaser could exist in, in Singapore. We, uh, we would have all been arrested for defamation. So uh, you know, yeah. when I say that, you declared bankrupt and then put in jail if you yes. can't pay the fees. Yes. So, yes. But um, people are comfortable with that because, A, they get the lovely lifestyle, mm. unless you like having free speech, but, B, the external threat has to be projected. And so if every apartment building has a bomb shelter in it, if every if every mm. apartment has um, a room to go to when unspecified uh, you know, well, oppressive it, it, forces no, attack, it's very, then it's in your mind. But it's very specified. I said, who would bomb you? And he said, 
Oh, Malaysia. Yeah, that's right. The threat was always yeah. Malaysia. Yeah. Even though Singapore could basically buy Malaysia at this point. Yes. Um, no, it's absolutely to do that. It's to do with race as well because of the Malays and the, and the Chinese. The Chinese were essentially exiled in many cases to Singapore. Mm. And yes, I've been to those apartments and I've seen what they're like. They don't have windows mm. and they've got these weird sort of sliding rubber doors. They're big rooms that the maids live in, but yeah, there's no window. And so that is terrible. But as big against windowless yes. cell like rooms. Well, I mean, they're not terrible. They're they're not cupboards, but they you wouldn't want to live in one. There's right. no window and no ventilation. But Charles, <laughs> as against that, yeah. as against that, how many times as a parent have you wished you had a helper? I mean, it's it is the best way to raise children. You have to be comfortable with I the think... notion that um someone from the, a, a very poor country such as the Philippines is leaving their own children to mm. raise yours. Yes. That's the deal. Yes, and that's See, if that troubles you at all, you shouldn't do it. You have to be an awful person, but then you live quite a nice. Oh, you can go well, out. You can go out whenever you want. The beautiful. You can the, go out every night yes. if you want to, because the helpers look after the kids. Oh, yes. You so, don't need to raise your children. You know, I, I think what the therapist was trying to say is, you know, one day soon you'll realize that you want to move to Singapore. Move to Singapore. Well, yes. Your children are too old. You've missed out. I've got a one-year-old and a yeah. five-year-old. I'm in the prime age to do this. Mm. And to yes. as long as I'm comfortable with the notion that some children in, let's say, the Philippines mm. never see their mother because she's yes. in, in a rich country looking after my children instead of raising her children, mm. if I think that's an okay way for the world to be, then it's great. Now, you know how you said that I'm good at coming up with business models? Yeah. Uh, I I've think I was one. being sarcastic. I've got yeah. a pitch for you. Okay. What's your pitch? I think we move this podcast, The Chaser Report... To Singapore, we call it the Chaser Report with Dom and Charles, and it'll be all about how frightening Malaysians are. Oh, that's that's good. And, that's good. I was wondering and, how you're going to keep this going. Yeah. Um, given that our, our main thing is criticising people in politics. No, we'll criticise the Malaysians. No, I think we do. And just... also maids and their, or helpers mm. and how and how to keep them a little bit in their place. Of, yeah, in their place. You wouldn't want to give them a window. No, exactly. Um, we've just. Made it impossible for ourselves for us to ever live in Singapore with this podcast. You realise that, don't you? Oh shit! Fuck! Ah! Because once upon oh, no, a time, once upon a time, you know, time, I would have said, "Look, I'll never find out." But now AI will scrape it. You know what we should do? We what? should actually go and set one up in Malaysia. With we should do how, a deal with the Malaysians. How That's terrible right. the Singaporeans are! Because if there's one thing mm. that people in Southeast Asia really want, it's white guys coming and, and telling them <laughs> what's what. I'm sure they'd be very greatly appreciated, John. Mm. 
Like, I don't think I, except maybe for the guy who was in the army, who was fascinating and whose job it was. And I said, did you, because he's been in the army for years and years and years. You know, he was in the cadets when he was at school oh, and boy. stuff like that. And I said, did you, did you ever kill anyone? Have you ever killed anyone? And he said, gonna... no, no, my job, because he, he became an officer. He's not going to tell you. From early on. No, he said, my job was to train people to kill people. Like, oh, you know, to get better. other people to kill yeah. people. Yeah. That's awesome. And often it was the foreigners. So, he, you know, he went to Iraq, he went to Afghanistan, things like that. And it was like, no, we, what we do is we got the Iraqis to kill the Iraqis. Oh, you know, cool. And the Afghan, like, so, you know, like constantly there'd be like childcare centers, suicide bomb, you know, in, in their, you know, just in their town it's in very Afghanistan. Ending, isn't it? And, but it was like, Iraq, it was Afghan on Afghan, uh, Afghani on Afghani. Violence, right? And then you'd come in there, and it sounded terribly yeah, condescending sounded... as well, because it was like they would then go in and try and sort it out for them. Because that's right, they were going through a stage where they thought they could nation build in Afghanistan. Oh, that old. Their, their role was to sort of set up shop and show them the Western way. And I think you've hit on something I want to talk about more at another point because we're at the end of this one. Mm. The question of whether we can actually have a better world, because I think. Many of us, and the chaser was founded in this spirit. Yeah. We're getting a bit serious. Was the, the the thought that if we kept talking and trying and, and discussing things, yes. the world could get better? In the nineties, that did. You know, the Berlin Wall fell. All these things happened. Mm. There was a thought that we'd hit on you know the end of history and the, we'd come up with the final model of humanity and that everyone's going to be comfortable and free and enjoy themselves. I don't think anyone thinks that anymore. I, I was thinking of this the other day. There's, there are so many situations that have just not improved. Mm. Like where you just think, okay, oh, will democracy come to China? No. No, it won't. And there's nothing on the horizon that will change that. Mm. Will, will Putin get defeated in Russia or someone like him? No, no, there's no optimism for that. Will Australia have a, a prime minister who isn't mildly disappointed? I wouldn't have thought so. How would that happen? <laughs> See, but you're now <clears throat> talking like the people who, you know, believe that the world, you know, like the whole point about the end of history is it actually always changes mm. and that, and the, you know, the mistake that everyone made in the 1990s was thinking, well, things are pretty good now. Well, that's it. They can't get worse than this. Mm. I think you're now making that same mistake again, but in the inverse. Like, things are going so badly yes. that it's just impossible to see. But that's an end of history argument itself. Oh, in reverse. It's like, so, so we yeah. hit a permanent. It's just We're like. We're headed in a deal. I mean, no, not the, stalemate. I mean, things can get worse. Like, but, but I suppose what I think is interesting is. I think what we have to grapple with as a human race is that we are now in the Anthropocene. We've sort of been in denial. Everything we do has a consequence with the planet mm. and that, that we are now fully responsible for all the unintended consequences of all our unintended actions and all our intended actions and all that sort of stuff. You break it, you bought it is the era. Yeah, we are in the break it, you bought it era and... And, you know, like I was talking last week about how, you know, the sulphur dioxide in the diesel fuel has now mm. led to massive more global warming. That then got written up actually in the Atlantic this week. Your research. Yeah, my, my <laughs> research. Well, I just uh, been a little bit ahead of time. No, you know, sure. If you listen to this podcast, you sort of stay ahead. But w one of the interesting things about that article was it was arguing there's actually, therefore, I mean, it, it's horrific because it shows that global warming is so much worse than we thought it was. But actually, there's a reason to be hopeful about that because actually the fact that we know that 
sulfur dioxide in the atmosphere causes acid rain, but it also leads to genuine quantifiable cooling of the world's, you know, surface temperature Mm. is actually a reason to be optimistic because, well, if we just sort of go, okay, part of our job now is to engineer the climate of uh, the world, then what could possibly go wrong? You know, like, you know. And that that ties (laughs) it in nicely because that's the happy-go-lucky, unjustified optimism that gets Charles to work every day, (laughs) working really hard instead of just resting on his laurels and going living in in Hawaii. And that's just the exact thing that's going to come up when you have that crash anytime soon. We'll be back tomorrow with some actual topical... News I mean, analysis. it's not looking that way based on yesterday and today, but we'll, we'll do what we can. If you've made it this far, send us an email because I'm touched that you would hmm. be at this point in the podcast. So podcast at chaser.com.au. Tell us why you are optimistic or not optimistic about the about the planet. I'd love to know yes. how you feel after hearing all of this. And we're going to start from this Thursday. We're starting a talkback radio segment and we're going to open a Zoom line is how we think we're going to do it because that means up to 100 people can join yeah. us and we can just unmute you and have a chat to you. Um, we're thinking it will be between 3 and 4. About 3 and 4 on Thursday. On yeah, Thursday. Sydney time. If you keep an eye out on the social media, on TikTok and, and Twitter and Facebook and threads and all those sorts of things because we'll, we'll advertise it around. But basically there will be a sort of moment when you can all zoom in and uh, we'll do a bit of talk back, see how that works. Um, yeah, and look, if you have made it this far in the podcast, you got to find out about that before anyone else. That's your <laughs> reward for persisting with, yeah. with this navel-gazing and, and lack of look at the news. I, I've enjoyed it, though, Charles. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that, uh, that I don't fun. feel optimistic about you or your life no. or indeed anything. No. But um, at least we're still here. Yeah. I guess that's something. Our gear is from road and we are part of the Oakland-Class Network. And some people we know have retired to Hawaii. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.